Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Buenas amigos, and welcome to episode 22 of Not Another Socks Podcast. I am Jack Webster, here is, uh, joined as always with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau. Fellas, we are at opening day now. We are, we are. We've, we've waited a long, this is a long time coming, um, you know, ever since uh, October. Um, through the lockout, we're finally at the uh, the opening day episode so this is uh this is a big one exciting one and uh this is like a fresh start for us really yeah this is our uh this is our inaugural uh first season opener uh episode in show history so obviously as everybody knows we started out in the playoffs of last year um picked a great time to start but then had the worst off season to have a podcast about baseball um and almost didn't make it but uh we did we 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 made it we stumbled on through and now we're here yeah i'm not sure how much longer we really could have lasted through that lockout of absolutely fucking nothing going on but you know we're we're in greener times now the pasture is here uh We've, uh, you know, our opening day is Thursday in the Bronx against the fucking Yankees, of course. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but this is one of the more exciting opening days that I've been looking forward to, other than maybe 2020 when I really did not think there was going to be a season. Ever. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like um, obviously the lockout had a big part um, in that, you know, so everyone everyone's kind of like fiending for baseball now because, you know, we were kind of teased at one point that we might not even have a season. And uh, the fact that we're here now is is great. And especially it's against your biggest rival, the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Um, so not really a, a better way to kick off the season than, um, you know, than with a, a week like this. So this is going to be uh, this is big. I'm, I'm fired up. And, uh, Jack, you said something before. I don't know how much longer we would have made it through. Um, I couldn't agree more. And now that, you know, it, it, we're not going to do it, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to let everyone know we were going to set the Twitter world, the Red Sox Twitter world yeah. on fire. Um, we were going to pit everyone against each other in a uh, March Madness style bracket. Um, so now that, you know, I, I, we're not going to do it. I feel like you guys should know um, who we really are. And. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were we were about to really make some waves in yeah. the the Red Sox Twitter world. It would have uh, would have created a lot of rivalries. <laughs> if only there's going to be another March someday. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we can do that next year still, and you know, we not... still do that. But now everybody knows, so they're just going to steal it. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. TM TM, you can't you can't steal it now. TM. Nah, it's just it's just not going to happen. No. I mean, we we really, like you said, Lebo, we we could have flustered, uh, you know, uh, some feathers here, and yeah, uh, yeah, we we could have started a rivalry if we really wanted to, but you know, I, I think we're on good terms with everybody right now, so we'll see how long that lasts throughout the season. Yeah. 
No, uh, I'm here to make enemies. I am not here yeah. to make, uh, you know, fans or anything. We need, I, I've been saying this for a while now, we need a rival Yankees podcast entering yeah. in the year. We just need to start tweeting, fuck you, at as many Yankees podcasts as possible. And whoever <laughs> responds back, we're just going to beef with this season. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm down. I mean, I, you you guys know 100% probably better than anyone that that is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, and the biggest Twitter shit talker I know. Yeah, I, I, I would personally <laughs> love that, and that sounds fantastic. Um, I, I definitely, you know, just chirping Yankee fans in person is fun, but on Twitter they, um, they lose it very easily on Twitter. So it's no, it's a good time. It's definitely a good time. Yeah, I, I think more than half of our tweets are just about fucking hating the Yankees compared to actually enjoying the Red Sox. And it's called the healthy balance. You kind of need a yin and yang in your life. Yeah. So I, I think we're, you know, perfect in that regard because everybody hates the Yankees. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. That's something everybody can get behind. And, uh, you know, I can't wait until Garrett Gold shits the bed on Thursday. That's going to be awesome. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. If, Three uh, innings, seven runs. It, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we got a little uh, little something special uh, for everyone that's tuning in. If you're here to to listen about, you know, a nice season preview, then you came to the right place. If you're here to, you know, hear um, maybe some, some shit talk about the first series toward the Yankees, you're in the right place. We are also going to announce who won the tickets. So that's really exciting. Hang around yeah. to the end of the show for that. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting show. Like I said, I mean, definitely uh, this one I'm excited for more than any of the other ones because, you know, we, we didn't really know if this point would, would come. So I'm just thrilled. Yeah. And, you know, we're really happy that we were even able to, you know, give away tickets. This is something that we've been planning really since the start of this podcast is something that we wanted to do. Give back to the fans. We're going to still try to do, you know, some fun stuff throughout the season. We're obviously, you know, going to tweet out which games that we're at, uh, what bars to find us at, too. We're going to announce yeah. our uh, main one this episode as well. So uh, we really, you know, want to make sure that uh, you guys are enjoying the show and, you know, we can interact with you as much as possible. Yeah, we've, sure. we've already grown a pretty good fan base, you know, through uh, through the lockout, through the offseason. So it'll be nice to uh, expand on that, um, obviously bring in some new listeners. I'm sure we'll get a lot of those as the season gets underway. So, um, yeah, this is really a, a start, uh, really a fresh start for us, um, too. So it'll be uh, it'll be nice to get some some new new people hopping on board and, uh, you know, enjoy the season here. So it'll be, uh, you know. I'm looking forward to it. Be a good year. No, absolutely, it will be. It's all about fan interaction, and like you know, Jack said, we're 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 gonna have a lot of that this year. Um, we will definitely keep you updated, let you know where you can find us before, after the game, um, during the game, and you know which games we are going to be going to, which hopefully should be a lot, and um, you know, hopefully we can have a, a really good year here, not only for drinking beers, but also for. Um, hopefully winning a world series. Yeah. I'm going to be in crippling debt by the time October rolls around. Like <laughs> yeah. just through these $15 Bud Lights, uh, you know, driving up to Fenway, Jack's going to have the IRS and everything. Them. So, uh, we're, it's going to be worth it. So, 
for sure. Yeah, our, uh, we're going to start a monetization on Twitter. You can donate to the cause. Um, yeah. <laughs> or Venmo us directly. That's also cool too. Uh, at the end of the day, I've seen GoFundMe's for um, lesser causes. Yeah, like let's be honest, I I've seen uh, more ridiculous GoFundMe's than that. So, I mean, not the worst idea. Yeah. No, nah. exactly. Everybody's got a GoFundMe these days, so why not us? Yeah, nah. why not us? We we might need to start one to get Dan Clark on the show at one point because you know he's a very high roller. Uh, we talked about this in one of our first episodes uh, yeah. that we wanted to start a GoFundMe to get him on. So uh, we we need to actually start getting going on that so that way we can afford his luxurious uh, fee uh, to be on our fine program. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And and like we were talking before, just before we get into things, Jack's got a fine MLB hat on right now. He he is the Rob Lowe of the podcast here. Yeah. So I'll I'll tweet this out too about just you know how you guys are rocking the Not Another Socks podcast hat, which will hopefully be available on sale at our website, notanothersocks.com at one point during this season. Uh, our fine business uh, manager Matthew LeBeau is uh, going to be on top of that. So we'll get it figured out eventually. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll have it eventually. Um, eventually. But, yeah. yeah. I am wearing just the MLB logo hat because big baseball guy, you know, I felt dirty wearing it during the lockout. I was like, I can't support this organization. <laughs> but now we're, we're back. We have 162 game season water under the bridge. I'll, we'll deal with this in another five years. And, uh, you know, that's a um, 2027 problem that we're going to have. Uh, not in 2022, yeah. though. Yeah, that's that's tomorrow's problem. I'm not worried yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, we're it, it, it take it is what it is. We'll take what we can get for now and, and, and go from there. But definitely, you know, these hats, um, people have been asking about them, friends, family. So definitely we'll open it up to you guys at some point. Um, and that way you can you can rock our uh, our merch, you know. Get, we get do involved. have stickers. We do have stickers. We just haven't set those up yet. Yeah, stickers are really nice. Jack did a great job with those. Yeah. Um, everything's coming together, you know. Everything's yeah. everything's coming together. Uh, and uh, Matt LeBeau and I have talked about this before, too. If we hit 10K at any point during the season, uh, this season, we are going to get Not Another Socks podcast tattoos uh, somewhere on our body. Matt Galveo, we're kind of kind of force you into this as well, so tough shit i don't know yeah. if you already have a tattoo or not but you are getting one once I don't uh, we cut become big time hollywood famous i'll, I'll get um, a lower back i'll get a lower back one the, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't get it doesn't get any more of a commitment than this being actually verbally recorded and put on apple spotify youtube etc uh, i on the record right now will 100 percent guarantee that i will get a tattoo and i know jack will as well a tramp stamp if yeah. not a tramp stamp, just a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. If we get to ten thousand followers from you know some point within October, so before yeah. before October or during October. So this is going to be a real test to see if my mom actually listens to the show because she's very <laughs> against me getting a tattoo. So I'm not going to tell her that this is the plan. She has to figure it out for herself. And I want to see if she's actually going to be following me or if she's a fake so, fan. So how many do you already have, Jack? Because you have, I think you have, I have a couple. zero. Oh, you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't have any either. So this is a this is a tattooless podcast. We are. Yeah, we're not completely cool. We're not cool. Yeah. yeah fucking nerds bunch of nerds 
Yeah, no, we, we're, we're a bunch of virgins. These are going to be your first beers at uh, Fenway this summer. Yep. We're, we're, yeah. we're straight edge. Yep. Yeah, for well, sure. we're actually, uh, for opening day uh, on the 15th, we're actually sitting in the non alcoholic section, the family section. Um, Dude, you know, I, I did that at Fenway for opening day in 2019, <laughs> and I almost got kicked out because some kid gave me a fucking twisted tea. <laughs> <laughs> I just did stand here with the rest of the game. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be you with not the rest rea- of these did you virgins, not realize? So. Did you not realize you bought those tickets? No, I, I did the thing where I did. I bought the ticket day of because I saw it was like extremely cheap. It was kind of yeah. not the best weather. And, you know, I still got to see the ceremony. It was a terrible game. We lost against the Blue Jays. Somebody stole home. So we don't talk about that one anymore. <laughs> this guy's drinking a fucking beer. Get him out. <laughs> no, not even a beer. A twisted tea. A twee. <laughs> a twee. <laughs> oh, wow. Out of all alcoholic beverages to get thrown out, it's a twee. That. <laughs> Did you in? I, wow. I think it's more of over the threat of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's got this could be tw- used as a lethal weapon. <laughs> Jack gets one twee in him. You don't know what he's capable of. Yeah, I got a little silly. I got a little <laughs> crazy. All it took is one fiber, one brownie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to be disappointed if neither of you got the reference, no, but thank I did. you. Yeah. That, that's one of the funniest videos of all time. <laughs> I get a little loopy. Yeah. <laughs> After one Fenway twee, you start to see the hat man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, different. It does. It does. Yeah, come come crush tweez with us this summer. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're actually not drinking any beers at Fenway, just strictly twisted tea. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, mean what oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, yeah, I mean a, a nice twisted tea on a summer night does does hit nice. It does hit nice. Yeah. And uh one one beer that's actually returning to Fenway Park for the first time in forty seven years is Rhode Island's own Narragansett uh, oh, yeah. beer. Made on honor, sold on merit. So yep. really excited to have that back. Hopefully, you know, mix mix it up a little bit. You know, uh, big Bud Light guy, big Miller Light guy. If it's yep. good enough for Wade Boggs, it's good enough for us. Yep. So we're, we're going to, you know, be diversifying our portfolio in terms of light beer. Yeah. All right. That, that sounds fantastic. Bringing the Narragansetts back. Now you just couldn't be able to. They got they got to bring back cigarettes to Fenway, yeah. And um, I think it'd be it'd be a perfect Friday night. Jack, I think you've said it before, like uh, you know, a beer and a cig at Fenway hits different. Yeah. No, I mean, I I don't smoke, and but if I was at Fenway Park and I had a I, beer and I was able to rip a fucking dart right there in Bleacher Forty One, <laughs> like yeah. right behind the bullpen, I would absolutely just get smoker's cough and probably cancer, <laughs> and it'll one hundred percent be worth it. There, sorry again, sorry. This is another test to see if my mom is listening. <laughs> there is nothing more American than a. Miller Lite, Marlboro, and a hot dog at a fucking baseball game. There, there just isn't. That, and you that's... spill a little bit of mustard yeah. On, yeah. on yourself. Yep. You, you spill it on your jersey. You have to get it like fucking dry clean. Yep. LeBeau's been there a couple times. Yeah. Oh, many times. Mustard many times the, the mustard, the mustard stain is is it will get you on a nice Friday night at Fenway. Yeah. It, it, so we didn't talk about this, but we we probably should in order for introduction to opening day. How is how do you take your hot dog at Fenway? Mustard. That's it. 
Just mustard? Yeah. Just mustard. Yeah, that's the same okay. here, too. Just mustard. See, uh, I sometimes do ketchup. I do I do just mustard a lot of times, but I'll, I used to be mm. just a ketchup guy, but I switched over to mustard, so. I, I'll accept relish. I'll accept relish. No. Yeah, I will. I will accept relish as well. Mustard is a tough, tough look for a hot yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah, you ketchup mean, is. You mean you mean ketchup? I, I I'm knew sorry, what he meant. Ketchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I knew I knew he meant ketchup. Could not agree more. Ketchup does not belong on a hot dog, and it's not like it's not like I'm trying to be like a, like a hot dog snob, because some people say that and they don't really mean it. I don't think that anything sweet should go near a hot dog because it's so like fatty. You need something yeah. like you need like mustard's perfect. It's nice and acidic. It's yeah. like got that tang, yeah. you know. And it's just perfect. It's superior. I'm willing to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing they don't have at Fenway. They have it at a lot of other ballparks. Onions. I am a big onion. Oh, that's, oh, that's I fantastic. Love onions. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. If you can find it, they don't do that at Fenway though. They don't. They the don't. Onions, no. But, but that's more of like, um, like a uh, Midwest thing, like a Southern, Southern thing. Like you'd, you'd find that, um, yeah. they have it at Nats park. So like, I always do it when I'm at, like home in DC. So, yeah. I'm sure Wrigley's got some crazy hot dogs too. The Chicago style. Oh yeah, Chicago yeah. dog. They put the pickle in there. Yeah, I, I yeah, like not that. a fan. Not a fan. I, I would fuck that right up. Oh yeah, that that wouldn't last a second in my I'd hand. I crush that. I would absolutely. That crush wouldn't last that. a second. But nothing hits bet. Nothing hits different than a uh, Fenway sausage. It's the best. Oh yeah, thing that's you can that's do. The that is yeah. just that is the ultimate thing. Yeah. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Also, also chicken tendies right out of the helmet. Like you can't beat that either. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I, I mean, I've never had it, but Jack, I know you have. Um, you know, even though we shit on the Yankees, they do have some some crazy chicken tendy. They do. Oh, they yeah, the they helmet. do yeah. have that chicken tender basket. That's also your drink. And so it got, is elite. Yeah. I'm gonna give them that. And I'll also give Yankee Stadium credit for the first time I ever had sushi at a ballpark. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it was actually not bad. So see, that's I, I something I would be for very, having solid food I would be very skeptical of having any type of fish at like was, any stadium. Yeah, it, it was 100 level seating. I got standing room only, and it was it was it was good. I can confirm, and I'm still here somehow. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I feel like you're not really but. basically. I feel like you're basically immune to anything like that. So yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah. you're you're good. Yeah, I didn't need to worry about COVID. <laughs> if you've eaten I sushi, I have the Yankee yeah. Stadium sushi. Nothing can kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat the sushi at the Lexus to, uh, December to remember sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack, that that does remind me, dude. You did you? I forgot what the tweet was exactly, but you had like the mo- the hospital monitor up. Yeah, I thought I, he was no, in yeah. the hospital. Dude, I literally Don't, thought don't you have were the in bell the hospital. from Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. I had five people text me like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah, and then you. And like, then it like became a meme after, but I yeah. jumped on board too soon. I think that was yeah. my biggest mistake. Yeah, That's I had when you posted that. I hadn't seen that that around yet, so I literally thought you were like, I was like, "Oh, this guy's in the hospital. Like, he might maybe he's dead." I, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, he's good. He's good. It's just yeah. a meme." But that's that's Jack. You're a silly goose. Yeah, and I'm just gonna jump right back in the pond. <laughs> right back in the Charles. Yeah. But no, we we do have baseball to talk about. I mean, 
Uh, it's been a pretty good spring for the Sox. Obviously got off to a great start, you know, what was it, 6-0, and and then, you know, it's spring training, the numbers got back up to you. The uh, wins and losses obviously don't matter, and if you care about them, you are a virgin um, that sits in the non-alcoholic <laughs> section. So uh, you, you can stay there for the rest of the season as well, so... Um, uh, but you know, you look for player performances. There's a lot of guys that you're happy to see. Uh, and, uh, you know, even in the handful of concerns of, uh, a few other guys that, you know, uh, you hope can turn it around a little bit once the regular season starts. Yep. Sox got a big win today too. Six, three. Again, you're, you're caring about wins and losses. You are a virgin. Yep. Complete, complete virgin, complete virgin. Sorry. Wins and losses don't matter. Um, no, but I mean, it was it was a nice spring. I think there, there was a lot of bright spots. There was a lot of nothingness too. You know, it's kind of like how spring is. Um, one of my uh, one of my buddies texted me, and he was like, um, he said something like, uh, "This uh, Trevor Story not off to a hot start in spring. He's like bad signing." And I was like, "Yeah, are, are you are you joking? Like, is this is this is this bait?" And <laughs> it turns out it, it was. Yeah. Exactly. But I was literally about to absolutely fucking go off on him. But yeah, I mean, spring training doesn't matter. The wins and losses don't matter. But it's, it, you know, it's always nice to to see the players that you wouldn't normally watch on television. Like, it was nice to see, like, you know, Nick York. That was cool. Um, some of the other younger guys. Nice story with Ryan Fitzgerald. So overall, successful spring training. I'm just glad that it happened, you know, because it was in jeopardy for a while. And I think this was the perfect length for spring training. You need four weeks. I, like, yeah. because, you know, you get excited for pitchers and catchers reporting on February 5th. And then, you know, they don't start playing until the 20th. And, you know, the first few games, it's guys literally playing an inning and a half before they get pulled. So I, I yeah. really hope they keep this short in spring training. Uh, you know, just start it March 1st, end it end of March, and you're good to go for the season. I think these guys, you know, uh, had a little bit too much time in the past. Absolutely. And, and also, like, the, the, it, I feel like some players get, like, too acclimated to Florida. Like, you're, you're, you need to put, put them in Florida for, like, a short amount of time. So yeah. when they, you, you bring them back up to Boston and, like, Minnesota and New York and Philadelphia in the dead of April, and it's, like, yeah. practically still winter, these guys aren't, like, all of a sudden hot-blooded. So it, you really need to, like, you know, ease them into – the idea of just like maybe maybe three weeks spring training that's it that's it yeah. or like maybe a month i don't think you need three days three days i'm I'm just gonna propose spring training in boston the entire time yeah truck truck day the shortest truck day of all time <laughs> yeah. they go across the street they go just yep. like around lands down uh onto big poppy bridge and then you know make a yui and uh they're right back on uh you know uh jersey street Yep. And they'll, they'll still be perverts out there celebrating it. Too. Oh, yeah. But that's great. I mean, if you practice in the, in the cold weather, come October, you're used to it. Yep. No, you're, you're right. The cold. It's great. You have the gritty team. No, you're that's correct. I'm going to say. No, that's a good point. Oh, uh, Jack, I think you're on mute. Oh, we got Jack. Did, do we lose Jack? What? No, he's yeah. on mute. What an absolute that's clown. That's- it's all right. We talk about spring training. I mean, yeah. This is, there this we is, go. I think oh, there we go. go. Yeah, I'm a genius. Yeah, we, we were just talking shit about you, so. Oh, and, uh, I know. You guys are such good friends. I love you. 
<laughs> we were saying talk about spring training and you put yourself on mute. Yeah, I know. It's because I don't want to talk to you guys. It's because I was going to cough and then I noticed I wasn't on mute. And then I put myself on mute and I couldn't unmute myself. And here we are. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I think I can help you with the mute on mute situation here. Today. Yeah. Pam, Pam. <laughs> Pam, yeah. Frog insurance. <laughs> what were we um, fucking talking about? Spring training. Spring training. I, I, okay. I, I think I, I think we're, you know, I mean, how much spring training? We did a lot of spring training talk. Branchy Cordero so, had a had a pretty good spring too. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, who cares? He, I don't. Fuck him. Did he make the roster? Who knows? Who cares? Yeah, who gives a fuck? No one cares. You, you guys aren't. You guys aren't going to listen to us to hear. You know, our our analysis of of these scrubs that did well, did good. You know, did bad. There are there are sickos out there that would. Yeah, yeah. I mean there. Kyle is. Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to name names, but you bring it up. Yeah, he, he, he's a goddamn pervert. <laughs> he is. Well, we love him. He's, he's our pervert. Yeah, Number exactly. one perverted he, he's listener. He's our peeping Tom. Yep. <laughs> uh, he will definitely uh, be crushing beers with us at uh, Fenway this summer. Or Tweez. Or Tweez, or tweez yeah. yeah. That's the the official... We don't have an official drink, but maybe maybe that's the one. Yeah, we don't we don't have an official drink, but I could. See I don't want to. I don't want to have an official drink. I want to mix it up. I right. agree. No, I I agree. Yeah, we ha- we'll have an official spot. We'll we'll get to that a little bit later on in the episode. Yep. Um, we 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 did a lot of considerations, so uh, we we did finally unanimously decide on a spot. Yep, for sure. Actually, you want to just jump into that now? Yeah. Why why not? Why not? Yeah, you know, we we're already we, you yeah, already we, brought we, it we up. I, I yeah. think the uh, the overall consensus was that there was a lot of bars to choose from, a lot of not just bars, but overall just places, restaurants, yeah. um, areas to hang out, maybe you know certain alleyways, maybe yeah. you know we we thought I, about the alley the alleyway, you know those were heavily considered. Alleyways um, were considered. Alleyways were considered because you can. It, it's it's, you know, you know, no, uh, no holes barred. There right. anything goes in an alleyway. Right. You can uh, rip darts nips. there, and nobody cares. Yep, nips, cigarettes, yep. beers, crack. So yep. that was that was consideration. Or like when I was in high school, I didn't. We didn't go to the bar before the game. We would just sit in the, the car and just drink beer. Yeah, that was a, in consideration. Um, but I think we came to an overall consensus, you know, there, there, there is a lot of bars though. There is a lot of bars. Why don't we, why don't we name some Jack? Why don't you name a few? Yeah. So my first instinct, uh, and this was, we're going to, you know, take this off the board. This was a very popular one was bleacher bar. I, uh, frequent there a lot. I mean, it's really cool actually getting to see, you know, inside Fenway park, having that view there. The only thing about it is it is a little small. It is a little crowded. They do reach capacity a lot of times. It's sometimes hard to get a little food there if you don't have a table. So uh, that that's, you know, the reason why we took that out of consideration. But that was, you know, one of, uh, uh, I think, on all of our list as a, you know, serious contender for uh, where we would have picked. Yep. Another couple great spots that people go to. Usually it's like. Like if you're a tourist, these are like the first two you probably think of is Game On and Cask and Flagon. So yep. those are just like Fenway staples. Those are fantastic <clears throat> places to watch a game or be there before the game or after the game. 
Um, however, neither of those are our official bar. Right. There's also Lansdowne Pub mm-hmm. right there as well. Yep. That's not it, though. No. Yep. Um, Tony uh, C's, another Tony great C's. one. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jerry Remy's, rest in peace. Yep, R.I.P. Yeah. Yep. Boston Beer Works, it, it, yep. it hits the spot sometimes. Yep. Uh, what's Yard the House? Yard, I was just, you took it right out of my mouth. I was just about to say, yep. what's the brewery? That's Yard House. Fenway uh, Johnny's. No. Yep. Yep. Bill's Bar. Yep. No. Uh, lo- uh, what? It's not Lucky Strike, but there's a bowling one there too. I yeah. think it is Lucky Strike, right? I think I'm pretty sure that. I think that's the name. Okay. Yeah, that one's, yeah. Yeah. I have not been to that one at Fenway. I've been to the one at Gillette Stadium, so I'm imagining it's pretty much the same. Thing. Yeah. The Fenway one's pretty nice, actually. I've been there once. Um, yep. It's not a bad spot. Get some bowling in. Get some drinks. Yeah, uh, we might need to do that at one point this summer where we a do a, event. Uh, yeah. a little bowling. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll open up to the public, you know, a little bowling. See event what they want. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll make it. We'll make a day out of it. Yeah. But without further ado, our official bar for this year and possibly years in, 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 in the future is possibly going a to partnership. Be Possibly, yes. That would be very. That would be very. Yeah. Tasty. It, if anybody wants to pay us, we will switch over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, we if we, we will are drop easily, our allegiance real quick. Yeah. Easily bought and sold. Easily bought and sold. However, for the 2022 season, it is going to be the bullpen. Yep. Easy choice. Yeah. Easy choice. Bullpen. Well, actually, it, it's not an easy choice. Yeah. It wasn't an easy choice because we just we just talked about how many choices there were. However, this really is an excellent spot. You have the outdoor section where you can drink beers outside. So summer night, it's fantastic. Can you smoke? You have, there? Yes, you can. You have Hell yeah. three. There's three bars inside, so there's three different areas to get a drink. So when it gets packed, they handle that pretty well. And then there's also a bar outside where you can purchase drinks outside, cash only. Um, you can get on it from outside of Yawkey Way and inside of Yawkey Way, so or, or um, Jersey Street rather. So that was um, that was our 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 choice. Boom. There, there's plenty of seats too, which I enjoy too. Just picnic style. You don't really need anything fancy. You're sharing it with some other strangers from out of town. You know, there you're connecting with people. And uh, one underrated aspect is you can head right into Fenway from there. You can avoid the long line and yep. just head right from the bullpen right to the fucking bleachers. Which I think is fa- is just fantastic. Yep. I really do. Easy access. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, like, I, it, it sometimes might even be quicker to just cut right through. Yep. No, it is. That's what we did for the wildcard game. Absolutely crazy story. So during the wildcard game, I just think there was so much going on. That me and um, one of my buddies uh, that I was with, we went right from the bullpen through the gate onto uh, Jersey Street, where the ticketed area was. No one even checked our tickets. We walked right into Fenway, never scanned. Wow. Never scanned, never went through security. I just think maybe there was just so much going on and that security like wasn't prepared for how crazy it was. But tickets weren't even scanned i i could have literally not bought a ticket instead instead i spent 280 bucks on it 
I could have not bought a ticket and just walked right in. It really, yeah. honestly, like hurt. Like walking in yeah. without with an unscathed. No, ticket, yeah. At, at that point, you definitely. I mean, after the money you spend, you want it to be scanned. Right. You want it to be scanned, so then it's like, okay. Right. You know, my money was 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 worth it because at that point you just feel like you spent money for no reason. Right. I, I did. Except with with that type of game, there was just nowhere to sit or stand. So like, if right. you did sneak in then you're just you're just toast. But if anyone is listening to this that works Fenway security just know yeah I snuck into the wild card game. What's yeah. up? By accident. By a- completely by accident. Yeah. I have the ticket. I will show you the ticket. I meant to to scan it but no one no one no one scanned it. No one wanted to scan no it. No one wanted to scan it. They they the Fenway snipers are going to be on the lookout for you this season. <laughs> the yeah. rooftop snipers, yep. Yeah. You wear a bulletproof vest to the game. Yeah. So I forget what year it was. Um but like this was before a playoff game. They had like the alarm going off like right before the national anthem. And like I was in legitimate fear. I was just like, are we like going through like another like Boston Marathon thing right now? Yeah. So like th- it was honestly a pretty scary moment. And, you know, it kind of makes you appreciate, you know, how well they uh, do things normally so that we don't have to normally be worried about those types of things. So No, absolutely. I, I, I do remember a situation like that. I'm not sure if it was the same uh, game. But I do remember something like that. And, like, the alarm at Fenway is scary because the lights, you can see, like, the lights all around the, the, the stadium, like, flashing. Um, yeah, that's that's a trip. But, um, no, you're right. The security is good, and, and you do it's something you do take for granted at a sporting event because, I mean, there's so many people, and safety is really important. But, um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe it. just couldn't believe I, I, I snuck in. Yeah, you're taking down notes for the rest of this season so that we can actually crush some beers and some tweeze. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Red, Red Sox, if you want to sponsor us and give us free tickets or maybe credentials, even. Uh, yeah, like, I think this is just going to save us both a lot of time. Yeah, crush. we uh, we could get if you give credentials. us credentials. I will stop saying while he eats cats, but. And he does. He does. He does eat cats. It's not going to stop him from eating it, but yeah, no, gonna I'm not going to stop reminding that. people. But until then, I'm going to remind the public that Fenway or that Wally's on a mission to eat 500 cats this summer, which he is. Let's be honest. Yeah. What's no, up? he's already at like 25 cats because you yeah. know he's warming up in spring. Right. Do you think like there's um there's like a home run like chase for like most uh like all time all time like cats eaten 100 percent for like yeah, mascots it's, just, it's it's gonna come out of like nowhere it's gonna be a random august game and you're just gonna like see on the big screen like, all of a sudden it's gonna be like the field of dreams music that they played for <laughs> ortiz yeah can <laughs> and, we drop that in yeah yeah put yeah. put that in there um it's no it's the natural it's the natural music oh yeah, yeah. type in the natural and it's like bah, bah, whatever you'll you'll play it and then it's just going to be Wally on the big screen. It's like, congratulations, Wally. He has just reached his 400th cat. I think we need to sneak a cat into Fenway this summer <laughs> to please Wally. <laughs> it's, we, we have to pay the troll toll for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, real talk, if you're able to sneak in a stuffed cat and get a photo of Wally holding it this summer, we will send you a sticker. We we will cr- we will buy you a beer. <laughs> we we are trying to raise 
feline awareness around the Boston area of Wally eating these cats. Actually, I'm going to take this one step above. If you take a picture with Wally holding a stuffed cat, we will invite you on the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will 100% invite you on the show to do like you know a ten. You can tell the story about segment. it. Yeah. Only the first person, but and then after that we'll figure something out. We can't have you know 800 people bringing their stuffed cats to Fenway, which is gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> or maybe like we can. Maybe we just can. This is gonna end up being like a thing where like people are gonna start taking pictures with like stuffed cats like in Fenway. And hopefully yeah. somebody can land Wally one. Well, or imagine if they took about if Wally it. took he's a picture. He's gonna be so confused about that stuffed cat. He's gonna eat and just spit it out. It's like when a shark like takes a bite of a surfer's leg and there's like this isn't a seal. Yeah. And then like spits it right out. He's just gonna have no interest. Yeah. <laughs> if you could take a picture like of a of a of a stuffed cat and like Part of it is like it while he's like holding it up like next to his mouth, like he's about to eat it. it literally from from May to October, pretty much every day I walk to the mailbox, I am going to expect a letter from the uh, from the Red Sox, like a cease yeah. and desist. Please stop saying that Wally eats cats. Well, I then give us credentials. This is the trade off. <laughs> You gave it to Steve Peralt. You can give us credentials. Yeah. yeah. All we want to do is crush tweez with uh, Tony Maz yeah. up in the booth. He sucks, Mike. Dude, Sean McDonough definitely is ripping beers during the broadcast. Oh, he was. He would. He, well, last year, at one time, I swear to God, I was listening to radio, and he was like, he's always fantastic, and he's an absolute pros pro. But he, I, I, he was like a little tipsy, I think. Like, definitely. I feel like that should just be allowed, like, back in the day, like, where guys were just drinking, like, whiskey and, like, smoking cigarettes in the booth. Like, that should just be, like, a normal thing. It was required. Yeah. Yeah. It was a prereq, like, hey, you have to drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes in the booth. We'll hire you. Scully definitely did it, and he's, like, a thousand years old now. Yeah. Still kicking. Yeah, he's old. That's, That's just, like life like that's the fountain of youth is just drinking whiskey and smoking cigs and yep. watching baseball and eating yeah. cats right exact cat cat if you can eat a cat that adds about five years to your lifespan yeah wally's gonna live to eight thousand <laughs> yes wally <laughs> is I- I- eternal yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess we can kick things off with some baseball talk. Yeah, and, yeah, you uh, know, like 40 minutes into the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I guess we could talk about some baseball. Yeah, now. I guess right. we are a Red Sox podcast let's, preparing let's the... for opening day. You know, we might want to talk about a little bit of baseball outside of Ryan Fitzgerald's spring training. Yep, that's what this entire season has been made up of, is is Ryan Fitzgerald spring training and Wally eating cats. Yeah. And we were like, so excited. We were so excited for a season, and we've we've only talked about the mascot eating cats and a guy who's not going to make the team. Yeah. Like, we literally waited 100 days for the lockout to end just to not talk about baseball. Yep. 
things adjacent, kind of, but yeah. not actual baseball. Right. This I don't even know the, how to do it anymore. I don't even know yeah. how to how to do it. Like, how do we get into it? How do, how do we talk baseball? Yeah, Matt Barnes looks like shit. I said the opposite last episode, <laughs> but now, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're and fucked. That's, I'm not even going to blame Bloom for that one. At the time, the signing was great, and then he literally was just like, ah, I cashed my check. I'm out. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, I want Matt Barnes to be good so bad. I really, really want it. Not only because, like, they need him to because that contract, but because he's, like, you know, he's a day one guy. He's been with the team for light years now, and he's just a New England guy, local guy. Like, I just want him to be good so bad, but yeah. uh, who so we knows? Are pro, we are very pro Matt Barnes on this yeah. podcast, yeah. but there that. that we we have to be fair and balanced, just like Fox News, right? <laughs> and, and honestly, like it, 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 there's plenty of criticism there. You know, there's plenty of criticism there. But I, I do hope he he figures it out. I hope he has a good year. He was dominant. He was lights out at the beginning of, of of last year. It wasn't a fluke. It was you know he was very very good. He was very good. Then he just lost it. Yeah. He went to Colorado and was just like, ah, man, I'm getting really high now. So, yeah, it's getting rocky. Yeah, Rocky Mountain high. Yeah, it hits. It hits wildly different, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> but, uh... um, <laughs> it, it's an absolute shame we haven't extended Rafael Devers to yep. a infinity year contract, much like Wally. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, you hope you can do it next offseason because you don't want this guy hitting free agency. Yep. I agree. That's a nightmare right. of epic proportions to be a big money club like the Red Sox and, um, you know, wa- watch well, or trade Mookie bats and then watch Devers walk. Yeah. It's be, homegrown talent that you don't, I mean, you bring these guys up and then they walk or they get right. traded or, you know, yeah, you, you just you can't, just, it just can't happen. No, you, you, you got to find a way to keep him happy, to extend him. Um, more important than Bogarts, especially now with the story signing. Yeah. I love Bogarts. You know, I, I would love to see him in a Red Sox uniform for life. But I, I, I think hopefully they keep both. Uh, but Devers is more important. He's the future of the, the organization. And he's so, so good. Yeah. So. And the, and the thing is, like, if, if you go into this season, he doesn't have an extension. And he plays this season, say he has a career year. I mean, that only drives the price up. So why wouldn't you want to get him before the season starts and say he just crushes it? Yeah. Now you're paying him way more than you would have if you just signed him in the offseason or, you know, sign him before the season starts. Yeah. It's almost like that time we took Mookie Betts to arbitration in 2018 and then he won yeah. MVP afterwards yeah. and, you know, drove up his price tag even more. It's almost like, you know, they're being a bunch of dumb idiots about it and, you know, could have signed him, you know, in 2016 when you knew he was going to be an elite player for Ronald Acuna yeah. money, who's, yeah. you know, uh, agent is probably in the gulag right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it, you can't let history repeat itself. We're, we're, we're moved on beyond the Mookie Betts trade. I think we're all in agreement that, you know, it's something that needed to happen. But you if you see it happening again, you got to do something to prevent it. Yeah. Right. 
And Devers isn't Mookie Betts in the sense that Mookie was a like a once in a generational type talent, and we we recognize that. But I feel like Devers like has staying power just as much, if not more, than Mookie. Like I feel like Mookie, his skill set is one that you see in the league today that just like you know regresses pretty fast. Like unless you're Mike Trout, those guys that you know those five tool guys that just are very speed reliant. They just kind of, they, they will fall off the face of the earth really fast. And Mookie had a really fucking bad year last year, like a really bad year last year. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's regressing. It could be a one-off thing, but I mean, right now at last year, Mookie would have been what the fourth best hitter on the Red Sox. The fourth, yeah, most likely. Yeah. Behind Devers, Bogarts, JD, I mean, yeah. I, Kevin Ploiecki. Yep. Yep. Going to hit 40 sure. home runs this year. Yep. Um, He was behind uh, COVID Kevin Pillar. Yeah. <laughs> so, is Kevin Pillar better than Mookie Betts? The only time will tell. I mean, these are, yeah, these are the questions. Very convoluted. How many times has uh, Mookie Betts been hit in the face? Right. That's something you got to factor in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Good point. The grit factor. Yeah, you, you got to factor in the grit. Yeah. No, that, I, I just. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I just think what the, the 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 whole idea of roster flexibility is not to be able to sign free agents, not to be able to, you know, not have to give out these huge contracts. That's the only way you're going to compete. It's to be able to keep. Your, your hometown guys, the guys that you developed, the guys the fans grew close to, um, that's a huge part of it. And that needs to definitely, definitely happen with 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 this, um, w- with Heim Bloom, his, 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 his show here. Oh, exactly. I mean, you spend all that time, you know, from the time that he comes to the club, you know, works his way up through, you know, guys work their way up through the minor league system. You grow that. I mean, why wouldn't you want this guy to stay? Why are you grooming guys and then shipping them off elsewhere? You know, it's if you're putting in the work from the time he comes into the club until now, then why wouldn't you want to just keep a guy? It just it makes sense to, uh, you know, uh, bring a guy up. And in this way, he stays long term instead of shipping him, you know, elsewhere. It just to me, it just doesn't really make sense to do that. But yeah, what do I know? Yeah, Nothing. well, at least the Yankees aren't extending Aaron Judge, which is also L.O. Right. fucking L. So because yeah. it's not like they really did anything else this offseason. So um, you really got to love uh, Aaron Judge becoming a San Diego Padre in 2023. Yeah. Yeah, he might. A Dodger, maybe he might go to the Twins with with Correa <laughs> and Sanchez. Maybe maybe Yankee fans will finally get to see Carlos Correa, Gary Sanchez, and Aaron Judge all in one lineup, and it's in Minnesota. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be so perfect. So uh, that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Aaron Judge is gonna love the Twin Cities. Yeah, you will. I think he'll. I mean. He's like, he's like the size of like what people are there. Like New York people are short. They're like, they are. You know, like short, like Italian dudes, yep. you know, 
Yeah. Maybe he'll go to Cincinnati, enjoy some like skyline chili Ooh, where they put yep. beans on their chili. Are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> yep. On the pot. Play with Joey Votto. Yeah. Yep. And his amazing yep. TikToks. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is wrong? <laughs> New TikTok just dropped. This dude is like 38. I think you got to keep that in mind because he does not look 38. He he is almost a Tom Brady-esque player, but um, not quite to the same caliber. But like you forget, this is an adult. This is this, <laughs> we're adults man. in China, but this is an adult adult. Yeah, it's a big time adult. Yeah, that's yeah. Dude, imagine he, beating Joey Votto and just crushing TikToks. He's interesting. Yeah. He's an interesting, interesting guy. I would have loved him in a Sox uniform. It's not going to happen. I've accepted it. Yeah, but. yeah. He he was always like that one where I felt like, wow, like what a what a perfect fit that would be. Yeah, instead he's in Cincinnati eating skyline chili. Yeah, and doing TikToks. Yeah, <laughs> with Aaron tic- Judge in yeah. two years. Yeah. Yep. And, in one uh, year, it, it, this year from now, one year, a year, oh, a year from today. Aaron Judge is going to be playing for the Kansas City Royals. Yep. <laughs> like, well, okay, oh, so well, what's the most random team Aaron Judge can end up on that's not the Yankees? The Diamondbacks. Yeah, oh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think the thing, like, he's not coming to Boston. It, we, no. I, I think we can all accept this. But I would love to see him stay in New York but in Queens, because I think that would make Yankees fans oh, literally my just quit being fans of the team. Dude, I mean, if, they're not if even able to sell up, an opening day as it is. So, yeah, uh, if, if he ends up on the Mets, oh my God, the Bronx might burn down. No, yeah, that that would be. I mean, that would simply be like a situation where if Cashman saw that coming, he would have to do whatever possible. Right. To, to to retain him like you oh, exactly you couldn't keep your job and let him go to the mats you just you just can't have both. i mean that's a fireable offense i mean yeah and even if like dude even if it's like a crazy stupid deal like 600 million dollars like something just ridiculous like the largest contract ever you'll see in sports like they would still be like oh cashman let judge go to the match <laughs> yeah. and he would he'd be like without a job the next day I don't know. I don't even know if they would fire him about this because they've lost eight of nine to their rivals in the playoffs, and he still has a job. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know true. what it's going to take at this point for uh, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone to be fired. I think they just have lifetime contracts at this point. Uh, how about how about Brian Cashman saying that the Yankees got screwed out of a twenty-seven? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, 2017 World Series, right? Because the Astros cheated, which if that's true, which it could be, that's totally fine. I'll even give you that. But if that is true, Brian, and you do believe that, then why did you get rid of Joe Girardi? Yeah. Like, how does that make any sense? How can you sit there and say, oh, well, we got, you know, we got screwed in 2017. It wasn't our fault that we lost. The Astros were cheating. You literally fired the manager 30 days later. Yeah. Like, and you hired Aaron fucking Boone. Like, how does that make any sense at yeah. all? 
And now they're terrified for that letter to be unsealed in court. Apparently MLB told them, I was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, it's never going to be unsealed. And then they had to tell the Yankees, yeah, we misspoke. It might be unsealed. (laughs) Who knows? So they, I can only imagine the shitstorm if they have any type of sign stealing that comes out of that and how much crow each and every single fan is going to have to eat and all the excuses that they're already making up in their head about, you know, how it wasn't supposed to be released to the public or anything like that. So I think this really needs to happen. I don't even care if they get punished for it. I hope they don't. But I hope they have to just deal with the social storm of, you know, them being dirty cheaters and hypocrites coming out. Absolutely. That would be fucking great. And they they we all knew they were doing it. It was like it was such a such mental gymnastics that Yankee fans were doing to pretend that they weren't a part of it. Like you right. You Carlos Beltran was like the ringleader of the sign stealing scandal. Carlos Beltran worked for the Yankees for those years. And everyone was just like, well, uh, I don't know. I, they didn't he cheat. said he got it from a former team. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I don't blame Carlos Beltran. Like, you you want to win. You will do everything you want. You can to win. But yep. they obviously did cheat. They didn't really get too punished for it as players. But, you know, like, I don't blame the players. I blame the front office. And also, one other thing, them throwing Alex Cora under the bus in 2017, yeah. or after 2017, absolute bullshit. I mean, it. like, imagine if, you know, there's a huge scandal at your work. It's not the team president that's fired. It's not the head boss that's fired. It's the head boss assistant that gets fired and thrown under the yeah. bus. It is absolute horse shit. Just because Alex Cora did it, it's because his manager told him to do it. So right. uh, I, I will not be accepting any Alex Cora slander on this program. Agree. Exactly. Well said. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I guess um, if we just, uh, you know, we can start up the uh, the Sox preview here. Um, you know, we got a uh, big series against the, uh, the Yankees starting up on Thursday. Uh, they got what game Thursday. They don't play Friday, right? They go Saturday. They Sunday. might be playing Friday. It's not looking too good weather wise on Thursday, unfortunately. Yeah. So we might have to wait till April 8th to actually play baseball. Hopefully not. Hopefully we get it in, but, uh, uh not looking too good as of right now. Yeah, I will see. I mean, you know, it's, um. It's April weather in in the Northeast, so you, it's it's hard to predict. It does look like there's going to be some rain. Uh, unfortunately, I will be flying that day. Um, not, so hopefully that does not get canceled. Um, you guys now have me nervous. I'm officially <laughs> nervous. That's how I feel all the time. Yep, <laughs> great. LeBeau is actually going to be at opening day. Yeah. In the Bronx. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, we, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm really excited for the first series, but it just, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, I'm really excited to talk about next week after sweeping the Yankees. It's going to be a really fun uh, first actual like episode of the season. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Hundred percent, cannot wait to recap that series. The Yankee sweep is going to hit different. That yeah. that first episode after a, a nice sweep in the Bronx, 
wildly different. And it'll Think be the that week. A no-hitter. <laughs> Bronxy dies again. Yep. Who kills him now that Renfro's gone? Uh, Garrett Whitlock, obviously. I mean, yeah. it's got to be him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Good call. You want to? I, mean, uh, I was going to say, you want to run through the rotation here? While we... Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we got uh, Big Nate leading it off opening day. Even if Sale oh, yeah. was healthy, I think you give the ball to Nate. He yep. was one of the top pitchers in the American League last year. I think I even yeah. touched on it briefly last week. But when you dive into some of the, you know, uh, fielder independent pitching and a lot of the, you know, um, wins above replacement and everything, you see that he was up there with, you know, some of the top names. He, it ends, you know, he ended up uh, really actually signing a steal of a contract uh, after the 2018 season. Didn't quite look like that maybe at the very beginning, but. Uh, we're in that last year of the contract, too, I believe. So um, we, uh, you know, we actually have to start thinking about securing his future. I know it's crazy to think that we're back here again with Uvalde, and yeah. we are. It, you know, it, it's it's what are we going to do? I mean, you, you do have some, you know, assurances with younger pitchers and some guys that you have on like a two-year deal, like Paxton. But I mean, I don't know. I think I think. Yvaldi's best chance to be a front of the rotation guy is with the Red Sox. Cause I think the Red Sox see value in him probably more than other clubs do. Just, mm. I don't know. Like, but I definitely think that they need to start having that conversation very, very soon. Because like you mentioned, Jack, he is, he is your ace right now, especially with the uncertainty of, you know, the health of Chris sale and, um, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we've said it before that, um, you know, he's a guy that, um, is just injury prone. So, um, and, and of all these, you know, he's, you know, he, he's been your ace really, um, you know, even since 2018, you know, that, that game, uh, that game three, I believe it was against the Dodgers, you know, he's a guy that puts it all out there and, and he's a guy that you can rely on, um, in big moments. So he's, uh, he's the ace here for the side. The Yankees plays in the playoffs now. Yeah, too. yeah. exactly. Exactly. So we got him, him leading off. And then Nick Pavetta is going to be starting on Saturday. Um, you know, if you told me two years ago that Nick Pavetta would be our number two starter, I would probably lost my mind. But I actually feel very comfortable with him going into the season. I think, you know, he might even be the dark ho- horse in that rotation. So, yeah. um, you know, you're not expecting him to be a Cy Young contender by any means, but he's going to pitch you a lot of innings this year. Yeah. He's going to, you know, kind of mix it up. He's really going on that curveball now. So I actually expect a lot of good things from Nick Pavetta. I mean, what a heck of a signing by Heim Bloom, though. Or trade. The trade, trade sorry. Yep. Yeah. Absolute uh, fleece. I mean, yep. we, we've we talked about Heim Bloom and, and him really, uh, you know, kind of picking his spots and, and really knowing what to do and, and what's going to work with this team. And that Pavetta trade, my God, that has paid dividends for this team. And Pavetta was never going to do anything in Philly because he just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. They sure. do have good pitchers that they have developed, but it just wasn't going to work for him there. Yeah. And, and I remember Philly's fans were very, very happy when Pavetta left and Red Sox fans. It, it was like, you know, a fresh start because he has good stuff. And I, I think that there was always a lot of potential there. It seems like he's really found a good fit and an organization that believes in him and fans that just absolutely love him after the performance that 
you know, where, where he left his nuts on the mound and, yeah. and everything. And he was high stepping into the dugout. What a moment. You know, I mean, that was, that was fantastic. So I'm really excited for Nick this year. I think he's going to have a good year um, and he'll certainly have an opportunity to do so. Yeah. No, uh, he, he's currently my favorite Canadian. <laughs> oh. Jack After West that, was a big uh, Canada guy. So I'm not sure if they have announced the exact order of the rotation, but I believe the next guy uh, for Sunday in the Bronx is going to be Rich Hill. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense. You know, you got the veteran. Um, he's, what, 48 years old now? He's going to be, like, 58, <laughs> like, Satchel Page pitching in the league. Um, but... No, he's a dependable guy. I, I think I talked about this a little bit last episode. You're not expecting him to pitch 200 innings. He's going to, you know, start you the games that he does. He's going to be very productive in them. You know, he might not even go super deep, but the innings that he does pitch are going to be really good for you. And, you know, on a one-year deal, um, I love taking, you know, kind of a risk on an older guy but that, uh, you know, really still has it. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I feel like something that, Rich Hill is really been waiting for his whole career. Like he's actually in the rotation for the Boston Red Sox to start the season. You know, like something that I feel like he is just going to relish hometown kid. Um, And I think he has a lot of good innings left in him. You know, like you said, I don't think he's going to be quite like a 200 inning guy, but he's going to get you a lot of quality starts this year. He's going to maybe give you four quick ones and then see you later. Uh, maybe on a day where you got how Quesman pitched in a while or something like that. If you know, we'll see how the rotation breaks down. But um, but yeah, I know. I think that there's a lot left for him to do, and you know, he's got that nice slow piece, that nice slow curveball where it just kind of floats right in there. And um, I'm looking looking forward to seeing some uh, some hitters look silly on that this year. Yeah, he's only going to throw 87, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That was a very yeah. sexual description of uh, nice slow piece. <laughs> yeah. Like a nice slow, 69 slow. mile per hour curveball, <laughs> like right there that in the zone. Slow, yeah. slow bottom stroke. of the yeah. That nice stroke. Get them knees buckling. <laughs> uh, you touched upon him too. Uh, Tanner Houck, he, he seems like a guy who's going to be starting the rotation. Uh, to start the season now, I'm pretty sure they've actually even announced that. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we can see even a little bit more out of them. You saw so many flashes of excellence over the last year and a half now. Uh, and, you know, hopefully he can actually learn to pitch, you know, third time through the rotation, kind of take that next step up and then, you know, even possibly like uh, develop that third pitch into a little bit more to become more of a solid starter and make it a little deeper into games. Yeah, I know we've uh, we've kind of touched upon it the last couple of episodes of, you know, different guys in the, uh, you know, on this team that have, um, you know, that, that have the opportunity to really excel in 2022. And, and Tanner Houck's that guy, uh, one of those guys, um, you know, that has a good opportunity. Like you said, Jack, another year through the rotation. Um, you know, he he's pitched well in the past, so you hope that he builds on that and he has a big 2022 um, you know, he's still a young guy, so he's a, he's, a, he's a big asset, uh, for this Red Sox club going forward. And, um, yeah, this, this will be a, a huge year, uh, for a guy like Tanner Houck. Yeah, no, I think this is definitely Tanner's time to, um, to take that next step and to put it all together for a full season. Um, you know, what we saw in the playoffs last year was, 
I think him being ready to take that next step. And I just don't think he really got that full opportunity last year during the regular season. Whereas the playoffs, he showed like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for it. Now, 22, it's time to, to go out there and, and absolutely just, you know, crush it in the rotation for a whole year. Yeah, no, and you, you have a little bit of a longer leash on him this year. And, uh, you know, uh, you have other guys that can step into that role if you do need to put him back into the bullpen, even for a little while. Maybe once Sale comes back, maybe once Paxton comes uh, forward, maybe even, you know, a guy like Brian Bayo in the minor leagues, uh, you know, really breaks out and forces your hand. So uh, you love him as a starter. You want that, you know, long-term value there, especially even beyond this year. But you do have that flexibility. He would fit in perfectly in a back-end role, even pitching multiple innings, kind of a super reliever type. But he, again, you know, obviously you want him to be a starter because we just haven't developed a starting pitcher since Clay Buckles. Yeah. Yep. Henry Owens is still out there. Yeah. <laughs> Pitching for Mexico. This is his year. Yeah. Yeah. Big Henry. And uh, that fifth spot uh, looks like it's going to Michael Walker at this point. You know, it was kind of debating whether you might see Whitlock there. It looks like he's going to be in uh, the back end of the bullpen to start the year, which is honestly fine. Uh, but Waka, you know, obviously not a great year last year. Bloom was horny for him, like, right in the offseason. Like, there was tons of names still on the board. He was like, nope, I'm signing Michael Waka. And so you, you hope, you know, he hits on that. But, uh, you know, for a fifth starter, it is what it is. Yeah, and and, and it, it, like you said, it is what it is. And, and who knows if he's even going to be there by the end of the year. You have so many options down the line where you can plug into that actual fifth spot between, you know, Whitlock, Paxton when he's healthy, Sale when he's healthy, you know, Bello, or I'm sorry, Bale. Um, looks like Bello, so I fall for it every time. Priscatillo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, you have so many different guys that could actually take that fifth spot from him as well as take any spot from really anyone in this rotation. No one has a cemented place in this rotation, maybe with the exception of Nate Uvalde. That's absolutely it. Well, I don't see Hill going out of the bullpen uh, just because, you know, uh, just because of his age at this point. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying his job is guaranteed all year, but he I don't think he's going to be like a Waka where you could just send him to the pen without really too much issue. Like a Garrett Richards or even like maybe a Martin Perez, you know, yeah. so. Uh, you know, it, uh, we'll see, you know, a few other guys start throughout the year. You never have just those five. Um, so we'll probably see Whitlock get a few starts. We'll see guys like Connor Siebold, even Cutter Crawford, Brian Bayo, kind of like we, we were mentioning before. So uh, we, we finally do have depth at that right. position where, you know, even if one or two guys goes down, you're still going to have a solid starting rotation. Right. And I think that was part of the um, uh, kind of the idea that uh, Bloom had going into the season is, um, you know, like you mentioned, Jack, just depth, um, you know, kind of what you saw with the signings like Rich Hill and Michael Waka, James Paxton, who we'll see later on this season, um, you know, really uh, bolstering the depth um, of the pitching for the Red Sox, which was a need. And, uh, and Bloom did that. So, um, you know, the Red Sox are in good shape as far as depth and guys that they can, you know, plug and play in different situations. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the rotation. I mean, that 
there's not really much else you could I could easily see this team being completely the, the rotation being completely different by the end of the year like we said I mean maybe Evaldi and, and, and Rich Hill I guess Rich Hill yeah. but I could see Rich Hill like if he stinks just maybe he's too old he's gone just DFA that's it yeah. like that's that's a possibility he's not gonna go to the bullpen yeah but he could be gone easily yeah so I think truly the only guy that's safe is Evaldi and um yeah, I could see you know Whitlock being the rotation um Bale sale so you know we'll see as it as it goes on and I could see maybe you know an acquisition so Manai is off the board but there's plenty of other guys that are out there they they could still pick up and and play around with some some prospects to get to Boston he went to the Yankees right with Matt yeah Olsen. he did go to the yep yep he joined okay just Matt making Olsen, sure Carlos Correa yep he's on the Yankees yeah I forgot to sign all those dudes I mean yep yeah I only check Twitter yeah yeah I know I know Twitter, um, that's where I get all my news, and the Yankees are looking really good. So. <laughs> they, signed, I, I, they signed all the top free agents. This, this are you song. telling me those photos of Carlos Correa in a Yankees uniform were doctored? <laughs> <laughs> who, who would even have the ability to do that? No, that, they were real. He just changed his mind. He wanted to play for you know a, a great team such as the Minnesota Twins. Right. Um, yes. As People we all forget, do, yeah. as Aaron Judge does. Right. Yeah. Carlos Correa is uh, is actually from St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yes. You know, he's from the Twin Cities. Uh, he's a big Minnesota guy. You know, loves loves the North, loves the uh, the cold weather in the winter. Um, he yeah. lives for that. So you know. So, I mean that that kind of brings us to the bullpen, which in went went. I'm not a big 2022 Red Sox bullpen guy. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's definitely some guys the, I like. Some guys I am out for on. sure. We'll there is some guys that. I like. Yeah. Um. I mean, as long as Whitlock's in the bullpen, I think it's formidable because he's the guy that can go like, you know, three innings at a time. Right. Be your bullpen ace. You know, you can put him wherever you actually need him. But the second he comes out of the bullpen and he goes into the starting rotation. <laughs> Then, yeah, we got I problems. Mean, no, yeah, you, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. I mean, yeah. there's, uh, it's definitely the weak spot of this team and something that they're going to have to address. Or maybe some guys will just step up. That's the good thing about like bullpen guys is you never really know what you have until midway or, or even later. So who knows? But it definitely doesn't look great on paper. I, I did really like the Deekman signing. I think we needed that lefty, especially with Darwinson Hernandez, you know, really not panning out at this point. I think it's fair to say they optioned him down to Worcester. So um, you you do have Davis, you do have Deekman, you have Strom, who's also another lefty out of there. So I feel like that was something we were kind of lacking last year was that lefty. We have a few different options to plug and play now. And obviously um, Josh Taylor is going to be back at some point too. So yep. Um, yeah, Sawamura. from the left side, you're looking all right, but you know, outside of Whitlock and maybe Robles to a degree, yeah, that right side, those right handed arms are, you know, giving you a lot of question marks across the board. Yeah, between, I mean, you, you mentioned Salamora. I just, he's a question mark. Brazier, question mark. Captain Phillips, question mark. Matt Barnes, question mark. You know, it's like these, these guys are just, 
I feel like Brazier's going to absolutely blow up at some point this season. He's just yeah. going to. Yeah, Brazier's going to hang a fucking six ERA all year, and then he's going to put his nuts on the mound in October, just like he does every <laughs> single year. Yeah. Brian Brazier needs to buy Kike Hernandez like a Rolex for saving his ass in the wild card oh, yeah. game. Because yep. like, if it wasn't for you know that great throw to get Judge at the plate, that game could go a whole lot differently, especially, you know, maybe not even getting out of the inning. So absolutely, uh, he, he's definitely a guy, you know, who was great in 2018. You rode that for a while, but uh, yeah. in the last few years have not given you too much confidence. Yep. No, I agree. Um, Yeah, I just I, I, I kind of like Big Fudge. You know, I like Big Fudge. I like I love Josh fine. Taylor. Josh yeah. Taylor's fantastic, but he's hurt. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Phillips Valdez, Victor Robles. Uh, uh, one guy who's projected to actually make the team with the 28-man rosters, uh, who had a really good spring. I love his stuff. Uh, is Cutter Crawford, also yeah. fantastic baseball name. So uh, you could see him, you know, pitching some meaningful innings if, you know, the stuff plays. He kind of had a rough start to his career last year, but you can push, you'd sweep that under the rug. Uh, you do have some arms in AAA, like Caleb Bort. And, um, you know, a handful of other dudes that might be able to come out of the bullpen for you. But, you know, it, it's going to kind of be a mix and match throughout the year. Maybe you have to go out and inquire somebody before, you know, the July deadline or whatever. But um, it, you can still at least win with this pen if used correctly. Yep. No, you can. Absolutely. And, and there's always time to get someone. And, and guys will emerge. Dude, like looking at that bullpen, it could be, you know, the guys who we're saying are good could be bad and the guys were saying that are bad could be good it just you just really know how never how it's ever going to really work out with the bullpen but mm-hmm. um what else we got Mo, you want to go down in the positions yeah so i mean we we pretty much know what the lineup's going to look like right yeah we we all pretty much know the lineup yeah yeah exactly so uh obviously you know you have the bench uh, travis shaw did not make the team he's going to be down in worcester to start the year uh so where did, really your where, main bench yeah uh, bench you, guy where, where did you see that? You said I that saw earlier. that uh, he was not going to opt out of his contract. So uh, yeah, him yeah, and Derek Holland. Yeah, I saw it on the MLB trade rumors. That's all that I know. Yeah, it, it, no, that it's. It just I don't says, think it's official yet, but uh, it, it, he's not had a good spring. It would be surprising if he did make the team. I don't think he should make the team, but I think he's going to make the team. Well, I guess we'll see. No, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I saw. I saw what you were talking about. Back, but. Yeah, yeah I, just, I saw what you were talking about. It just says he, he's like not going to opt out, but I think he, it says he's trending toward making the team. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big guy on your bench that can play every position is Christian Arroyo. He's even yep. getting some time in right to kind of platoon with the JBJ against lefties, which I, I enjoy seeing. So you'll you'll see a lot of uh, Christian Arroyo this year. He probably he might even get three hundred at bats by you know uh, all said and done. Absolutely. No, I think he's going to be a big part of this team however it plays out you know it could be maybe being a starter eventually somewhere or it could be just being a, a super utility guy but who knows he's going to be a big part of this team and he can he can hit he can certainly rake if he can stay healthy then he'll be a valuable valuable piece yeah uh in terms of your backup catcher i mean you're not going to really do too much better than um kevin polecki behind the dish he could even be a starter on some teams, I feel like. He has good chemistry. Uh, uh, he Native Aldi loves catching him or having them catch him. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident the catcher position between him and Vasquez where 
Uh, you actually even have some depth between some guys in the minor leagues too. So that's an area, you know, I feel like, you know, we're strong at that, you know, a lot of other teams, you know, are kind of struggling to piece and uh, match guys together. For sure. Give me one, give me one sleeper, sleeper guy on, on, on the team that you like, maybe like a, like a bench guy or, or someone to have a really good year that no one really thinks is going to have a really good year. Uh, I think I think Dahlbeck's going to break out. I think, you know, nice. I think he, we're going to see more of the player when he broke out in 2020 and hopefully near the end of last year. He could st- he could hit 30 home runs and hit you 270. That is as good as you're going to get at first base. Maybe even see some time around the diamond if uh, Cassis forces your hand. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to a full season to Bobby Dahlbeck. And I think, you know, he's going to figure out yeah. some more of the strikeouts. I think he's actually going to be a well above average first baseman in baseball this year. Good good choice. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that we've talked about, um, you know, the last couple of episodes here of having uh, having the ability to have a very good 2022. Um, you know, he, he's had a good spring training. Um, so hopefully he's able to carry it over uh, to the regular season. But that's a guy that we've talked about a lot. And Bobby and Bobby Dahlbeck, who could have a uh, could be a very big part of this team um, at the first base position. Um, so Bobby Dahlbeck is definitely some uh, a guy that I'm looking forward to. Um, and I'd also think Christian Arroyo, like we just mentioned, yeah. um, to have a very very good season. I think, like you mentioned, LeBeau, health is is a big part of it. Um, but if he can stay healthy, um, he can play. He's very versatile. Can play the yep. outfield. Can play second. Can play you know, really whatever you need him to. So I think Dahlbeck and um, Anna Arroyo is a, is a guy is are two guys that, you know, I'm looking forward to to seeing this year. And I think they'll, they're both going to have very impactful years uh, for the Red Sox this season. Yeah. I think, I think you said it. My, mine's definitely Christian Arroyo. And this is obviously a very pro Christian Arroyo podcast, yeah. but um, I think he's finally comfortable. I think he, you know, don't forget he was a first round pick and he was, he has so much baseball talent. Um, I, I think he's finally comfortable. He's excited. He has such passion, such energy, and he's exactly what this team needs. Um, and I think he's finally going to have a really, really good year. As long as he can stay healthy, then yeah. I think it's, it's written on the, the wall for him. And I think one one uh, thing that you mentioned, LeBeau, I think it was a couple episodes ago, is that uh, the term he's buying in. Yeah. He's buying into his position. He knows his role on the team. Absolutely. When you got it, when you got a guy that buys in, that's when you get. I feel like that's when you're gonna get the best of him. You gotta buy in. You gotta buy yeah. in. Yeah, I I remember when Christian Arroyo made his debut for the Giants. I mean, like, oh, this guy's gonna be the next big thing. And then he yep. gets traded for Longo, and you know, doesn't really do too much in Tampa Bay. So, and then he comes over here, he actually, you know, puts it together during the 2020 season. Nobody really gave a single fucking shit about and, uh, you know, actually contributed in 2021. So hopefully, you know, you can kind of see a little bit more of that development. I think he's only like 25, 26 still. He's still a young guy. So there's a lot of baseball to be played for Christian Arroyo. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one other guy that, you know, had a decent spring. You see a lot of talent still. Jaron Duran, he's going to start the year in Worcester. But I think we see a lot of him this year. Uh, I think, you know, hopefully we see more of that electric player that was kind of hyped up to us, kind of becomes another top or gets back in the top 100 list. So uh, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, but I've definitely not given up on him quite yet. No, I would agree. I definitely think a lot of people are kind of down on Duran just because of, of you saw the difficulty 
with making contact. Um, but his talent is undeniable. His athleticism is undeniable. And there's going to be plenty of opportunity there, you know, with guys getting hurt and just trying to yeah. plug and play guys. And, and there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Duran and for everyone. Yeah. It's a long right. season, so you're going to get a lot of looks. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That, that's what's great about baseball. You play yeah. so many freaking games that you <laughs> actually have to have a well-rounded team. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, before, you know, we get to all the tickets and everything, just, uh, you know, team MVP prediction, just one guy that you think is going to really lead the Red Sox this year. Okay. I like this. <laughs> um, Let's see. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, for me, I got to go with the obvious choice. My favorite player. Um, I think he embodies exactly what should be in a hitter, and that's Raphael Devers. That excellent choice. It's hard not to uh, pick him. I, yeah. I, I, it's hard. It's really hard not to pick him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the new guy. I'm gonna go with Trevor Story. I think he's I like gonna him. make a very big impact. He's gonna fill that second base void. Um, you know, that they had last season. And um, I think he's going to have a big year. I think he's very excited to be on a winning, you know, to be in a winning environment um, with a manager like Alex Cora, some really great players around him, guys like Xander Bogarts, um, you know, who he can, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of pick his brain. Um, and I think he's going to really excel uh, with the Red Sox. So I'm uh, I'm very excited to, uh, to watch Trevor Story. And a Red Sox uniform, and I think he's going to have a very, very big year for the Sox. Good. I like it. Good choice. Uh, my guy to kind of round out that infield um, should be pretty obvious, uh, Xander Bogarts. Uh, I really do think, you know, we need to slap the C on that uh, uniform, Jason <laughs> Veritek style at this point. There's no reason why we shouldn't. But definitely, you know, entering his free agent year, uh, Scott Boris as his, uh, you know, agent, I think he's going to really turn it up to another notch this year. He's already an elite shortstop and, you know, a very deep pool. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, you know, potentially as the best shortstop in baseball by the time we hit, you know, October, November. And, you know, he's going to get a lot of money. Hopefully it's from us or we give it to Devers or we give it to both of them. And um, but I really think this guy is still capable of winning an MVP award. And, um, you know, even if the defense might not be at the same level as some other guys, he's going to be, you know, more than serviceable out there. I enjoy what I see. It's not going to be perfect. But uh, in terms of the bat, it's un it's unbeatable uh, at the shortstop position, in my opinion. For sure. And, and X-Man, you know, he owes us absolutely nothing just the pillar of this organization and really hope he stays. Hope he has another great year. And obviously I'm, I mean, the bat is just, it's, it's there. So he, he's going to hit yeah. well. Yeah. The defense, not fantastic, but it is what it is. Yeah. No. And I mean, he's won two world series with us already. You would love to see him win a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. you know, over the course of the next seven yeah. years. So uh, that's very possible, if not, you know, likely. So as long as he stays in Boston, he's going to win the World Series every single year. And that's very enticing for him. <laughs> he absolutely will. Yeah. Already um, took the hometown discount once, though. So doesn't need to do it again. He did. He did. Um, give me the first extension that you think the Red Sox will do this year. Devers, Bogarts, or Ivaldi. Ooh. If there's any of them. Which one? I'm going think? Devers. 
I'm going Devers. I think I'm it's the Devers. most I have to say Devers, yeah. I, I think that they just feel the pressure that they – I mean, they don't want a repeat of Mookie Betts. Yeah. Um, so I really do think they're going to they're gonna definitely try their very best to get that extension done, and I think they're going to feel the pressure from the fan base to do that. Um, and I think eventually um, you're going to see that done by Hein Bloom. So yeah, for sure. Everybody wants to see it, so just you make gotta, it happen. Just except for all this Chapman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all Yankee fans. I mean, yeah. what are the odds? I Literally, love how Devers hit that home run off of Chapman seven, eight years ago, probably at this point, and we still talk about yeah. it. Oh, I know. They, they talked about it on MLB Network when I, I was watching earlier. It's just like, you know, he came up to the league, he hit that home run off of Roldis <laughs> Chapman, and, you know, he was here to stay. Yep. I mean, that was an absolute bomb. That was 20, that was 2017. So, so five years ago. Eight but, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> not eight <laughs> he goes seven years ago, years ago. Was, um, 15 no, does, years ago like I remember when Devers hit that bomb it does feel like a long time ago but um, it's just it's crazy how Yankee fans like you got this guy coming from absolutely out of nowhere Minnesota Twins his name's David fucking Ortiz and he tormented Yankee fans from 2003 to 2016 big you know tall chubby left-handed fucking guy that just drops bombs the year he retires Raphael Devers strolls into town 2017 and makes Yankee fans life a living fucking hell probably maybe just as bad if not worse than Ortiz because Ortiz was more clutch he did yeah. it in the, the you know those those big moments the ALCS Devers is obviously clutch but Devers just peppers the Yankees he yeah. just fucking ruins Yankee fans credit scores and it's just awesome. It's just absolutely awesome. They 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 just they can't get away from yeah. from just big cute fat left handers. Yeah, no, the the Yankees uh stadium at, or Yankees organization loves them because he drives up beer sales there because <laughs> they just want to fucking drink to forget about their problems yeah. whenever Rafael Devers is at the plate with their uh New York Stadium sushi and yeah. uh, everything else. So uh, yeah, no, he, the Yankees organization loves Rafael Devers, and they hope that he stays on the Red Sox for a very long time. Yep, that's a good point, Jack. That's it's just yeah, it's, exactly. It's just smart business for the Yankees to want Devers on the Red Sox. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So we don't even need to worry about. It. I don't yeah. know why we're talking about it so much. <laughs> I'm not nervous. You're nervous. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, but I think it is about time. You know, we've teased it for God knows how long at this point. But uh, we have mentioned it, you know, a dozen times on here. We are giving away two opening day tickets uh, Friday, uh, April 15th against the Minnesota Twins, Aaron Judge's future team. Um, yep. So uh, we we did do this as fairly as possible. I think we announced, you know, at first it was going to be a five star rating of the show. And then we kind of had to modify it a little bit just to, you know, actually uh, make it worth the expense of it. This did come out of right of our pockets. It's not like these were given to us or anything. So uh, we, we've we been really excited for this and, you know, uh, very happy that uh, we're going to be able to give it away to a fan. For sure. And and this is, you know, just the beginning. Obviously, this is our first, you know, big giveaway here, but uh, we'll definitely continue to, to do fun stuff like this. As long as you guys keep, you know, liking, retweeting, pumping us up, you know, making us uh, making it worthwhile for us and, and just tuning in every week 
Yeah. So I think we had over 260 people retweet uh, the original post there. I obviously got a lot of follows from it. Uh, so I am going to start off by saying if you retweeted and you were on private, we weren't able to actually tell that you retweeted it, unfortunately, because you are on private. You limit who can see your tweet. So unfortunately, yeah. there was not too much we could do about that. So if you're listening, you're on private. Stop being a coward. <laughs> yeah, let people Expose know yourself. your your views. No, I, I, no one is hiring you based on your tweets. Let's that let's get that I out of the way. Which tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just take a look at Jack's Twitter. Boy. Yeah. I I don't know how, but I I am. So here we are. Um. <laughs> uh, Yep, we I we even made a you know a whole spreadsheet here of everybody's names um, and everything. Well, well of we, course we, we got our uh, random number generator. Uh, so we will be checking to see if the winner does follow us. If you do not follow us, you are dead to us. You are out of the competition. We will redraw. But uh, outside of that, you know we're gonna honor whoever's name pops up first and. Um, uh, well, uh, even be able to prove it because there's already a number associated with it. So if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. uh, you know, you might spot your name. And, and, and real quick, Jack said we made a spreadsheet. We did not make a spreadsheet. He's being very humble. Yeah, Jack, Jack did, did make it. a whole Google Sheet doc, which is, you know, really something that people take for granted because we don't get paid for this. You know, we're just doing it for fun. Right. But not yet. We, we do put in, a, put in a lot of work and it's uh, it's for you guys. So definitely, you know, shout out. Shout out us. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just start the screen recording here, or screen sharing, I should say. Are you guys able to see me? I am. Yep, I okay, can see perfect. it. Yeah, so we got tons of names here. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, it goes from 2 to 265. Nice. Uh, so the number is number 44. Wow. So if we scroll up here. This is somebody that Jason actually Bay. rated their show, so we're excited. Um Oh, it looks like it is <laughs> part the bus. Our friend uh, Santi Paz, who uh, ended up winning it. Th this is not rigged. We can promise you this, even though he is a dear friend of the program. Uh, so <laughs> absolutely incredible that uh, yep. somebody we know is going to be crushing beers with us at Fenway this summer. Yep. Wow. That is awesome. Congratulations. Wow. Wow. Can't yeah, make this un shit unbelievable. Up. I know. Like, like you said, we are of high integrity. He rated the show five stars. Uh, so we, we, he's going to be very excited, I'm sure. He is a big friend of the program, though. He is. Friend of the program, for sure. Again, not rigged. No. No. Yeah. Um, I thank you again, though, to everybody that retweeted, like, rated five stars, you know, everything, all that. Um, does mean a lot. We put a lot of hard work into this, so um you know to have uh you know everybody uh interact with us and um you know uh, all the love it's been great so uh thank you guys shout out to santi though he'll, he'll be cool. yeah. we'll, we'll be seeing him on the 15th um i don't think i've actually met him before so it'll be my first time meeting him yeah, yeah. no this this is fantastic uh, you yeah know, we uh, again we you you saw it the google doc um that was the number that was pulled. So I guess, you know, we did say if you did rate the show five stars, you'd have a better chance of winning tickets. Yeah. Um, but it again, it doesn't end here. So everyone that's listening, there'll still be plenty of chances to win things throughout the year, whether it be hats, you know, shirts, jerseys, you know et cetera. I, I, so. 
I'm gonna call him right now. I have his number. We're, All we're, right, let's we're get him on live on the live show. reaction. Yeah, live, live reaction. reaction. All right, hold on. Let's see. He might be sleeping. Yeah, fuck it. I'll wake him up. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, if Here he doesn't go. pick up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be so confused why I'm calling. <laughs> Oh, he's definitely asleep. He's yeah. going to be like, why the fuck is this guy calling me? <laughs> he's got a dog to take care of. Oh, that's right. That's right. Please leave your message. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to dox his number on the program. <laughs> he's going to get spammed with phone calls. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, definitely very excited. Uh, we'll crush some beers uh, this summer with him and all the rest of you guys here. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. Yep. No, It'll we're, be a we're very fun year. No, we're very really fun. excited. Um, you know, like I said, this is our first full season doing this. Um, so this is really our first, you know, season preview show. Um, and, you know, we uh, it was nice to look at a team from you know, a hole from the start of the year. Before we go, why don't we get some quick predictions? What do we got? Uh, 161 and one. Okay. I like it. It lost against the Orioles. Like I mentioned last. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, As man. Frank. Uh, I'm going to say 103 and 59. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'll say 96 and 66. Um, and that is good enough for first place in the division. Because to win 103 games in this division, not saying it's not possible, but with how good it is, yeah, I think I think 90, like, four wins is going to win you this division. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of teams around, like, that low to mid-90s. So I think 96 and 66 get um, get, like, the second seed in the American league. And then, you know, it, you're, you're, you're in line for a lot of home games in October. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to go even a little bit lower. I'm going prices, right? Roll. So closest without going over. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go 93 wins. Um, they're going to sneak into one of those wild card spots. Um, and, you know, make a deep run kind of like what they did this last year, no more wild card games. So you have more opportunities to actually get in there. People forget the Yankees lost the last ever American League wild card game to ever exist yep. uh, against their rivals. Uh, they had a chance to play it at home. They blew it. Um, and, you know, uh, now they will forever be a footnote in uh, MLB history saying they were the last American League wild card team uh, to lose. Yeah. Yep. Just a stat you hate to see. And you, you don't you want hate that. To see it. Um, so who finishes above the Red Sox for you? Then Jack, I, I gotta say the Blue Jays. I would agree. I, yeah, that yeah, would be the team. It, it, I mean, they're they're stacked. Uh, you know, they I think they do have some holes. You know, especially when it comes to their depth, they've traded away a lot of their top prospects now, so they're going all in. Um, you know, the Rays are still going to be there. Obviously, you know, we shit on them, but the Yankees are going to be a tough contender too. And then you really have to wonder how many wins the Orioles are actually going to get in this division this yeah. year. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's brutal. I, I think overall, looking at it, I think the Red Sox are just a tick better than the Blue Jays. But with how hot the Blue Jays were at the end of last year, um, they should have made the playoffs and how talented they are. I, I, I could easily see them finishing ahead of the Red Sox by uh, m- multiple games. So yeah. They also have the biggest home field advantage in baseball right now. Right. Oh yeah. Aaron Judge can't play there. Like you know, the you know he's bound for Minnesota, where they don't really care about that. But um, which is essentially Canada anyway. So right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But, um, all right. Do the Red Sox win the last game of the season? In other words, do they win the World Series, or do you see them falling short against someone? I mean, hey, they weren't too far away from it last year. They're two wins away from making the World Series. I think they would have had, you know, a better chance than the Astros did against the Braves. So, uh, yeah, I do think that we're going to win the World Series this year. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of other teams that are involved. I think we actually see more balance throughout the league than we have in a lot of years, really. Um, But I think, you know, there's no reason to believe that we can't win the World Series. Yep. I agree, Jack. It's going to be a tough battle, but I think they're going to, at the end of the day, they're going to get there. They're going to be in the World Series, and I think they can ultimately win it. I think Bloom's going to make maybe a couple additions uh, at the deadline. That's really going to propel this team uh, going forward in there, and they're going to make a they're going to make a a good run here in the playoffs. Good. Okay, I like it. My ultimate prediction, trying to be as fair as possible, is I think that the winner of the AL East is going to be the the team that makes the World Series from the American League. Um, having said that, I think that this is the Dodgers' year, finally, to win an actual World Series, not a Mickey Mouse championship, yeah. as the kids say on Twitter. Um, but I think that that Freeman edition, really like you know Freeman, Turner, it's just... It really is just such a tough, tough ball club to beat. Um, I think that, like I said, the Red Sox will be the class of the American League. American League East is going to be the toughest division. Um, The Astros don't scare me nearly as much as they did last year. The White Sox don't scare me at all. I disagree with you on that one. but Yeah, they don't. I mean, they scare me to an extent, but. I I mean, you, you face them six times a year. And yeah. then, you know, there's only a slight chance that you even face them in the playoffs. So I'm not scared in that regard, but I think they win the divi- their division. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm i talking about, like, the, the division winners. Like, the Astros yeah. will win their division. The White Sox will win their division. But those teams don't scare me, like, down the stretch in the playoffs. I think the winner of the AL East is going to be the best team in the American League, going to make the World Series. I just think the Dodgers are too good. I, I'll say for my prediction is Dodgers over Red Sox in seven games. Ooh. Okay. You could be like Mac Alveo and pick the Rays to beat the Red Sox in the ALDS <laughs> like fucking idiot he was in episode yeah. one. In episode one. Episode that was one. That was, yeah. yeah. And that, me, to be fair, I was like, me and Matt LeBeau had uh, Sox in five. And we looked pretty dumb, too, when it was Sox in four. But yeah, yeah. you looked even dumber. Yeah. I think I said Rays. picked him in three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Avail victim in two. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get beat so badly. Yeah. 
that they it's they're gonna just get mercy. Uh, like, how could you not pick the Sox? This is a fucking Red Sox show. Like, well, you know I what? even respect I, Matt LaBelle. Like, yeah, they, they got close. They they got in Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah, I, like, I'm thinking of a Game 7 of the World Series. That's a hell of a season. Yeah. <laughs> I Actually, you know what? I don't want to make the World Series and lose. I want to keep yeah. that, like, like, I would, like, I'm honestly glad that we lost in the ALCS and not the World Series this last year, because that would have stunk. That does suck, but the, like watching your team in the World Series is there's no it's quite different. like there's no quite boner like that. There's no main unit erection that you get from from watching your team on a crisp October night, you know, in the World Series, and like that's the only thing that matters in the world. Like you're giving out money to homeless people because like you're just trying to get good karma, and like you're just like <laughs> that's like the only fucking thing that matters in the world. It's like it is you can't so even funny. concentrate at work. Like you don't. Your life is just like you get up, you wait for the World Series, you wait for eight ten, and that's literally it. So it's like, like yeah, it would have sucked to lose in the World Series, but to watch your team in the World Series, there's no quite better feeling on planet. It is so funny that you bring up that, like, giving money to homeless people, because yeah. it's like the sick <laughs> I do things, that. the I do sick that. things that you do for a win. This is, the this is like, an inside look of being a sports fan. Like, it's one of those weird things that, like, true diehard fans do. It's like, you're, like, helping the old lady cross the street. Like, like you know, <laughs> the other fucking 11 months out of the year, you're just, like, this cold-hearted <laughs> son of a bitch, and just, like... You're the one in the car, like, beeping at the old woman to get yeah, out of the way yeah. so you can drive. Yeah. <laughs> but in October, you're, you know, you're you're going to church with your mom. <laughs> yeah. No, let's go to church. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, don't worry. I'd never get a tattoo. <laughs> uh, you're saying prayers that you've never said in your life. Never said them. Yep. Never said them. Yeah. You're like, I didn't even know I knew the words to our father, but I, yep. here I am. Yep. <laughs> uh, Definitely went a little later in this episode. There's a lot to talk about, but, you know, it's fun. We don't, we don't want to be, you know, like other shows and do a three hour episode every week. Right. We, we want to respect your guys' time. You know, hopefully you, you enjoyed the full length of this one, maybe even split it up in two parts. Uh, I know I do that with a lot of shows a lot, but, um, you know, there, this was a big episode for us. Absolutely. And the only, the only time you'll ever see a longer episode than this is if the Red Sox win the world series. Other than that, this is the absolute longest it'll ever be. Most of the time they're going to be 50 minutes to an hour minute to an hour or an hour and five minutes, something like that. This is a longer one. So we thank you for hanging in. And we spent the first 40 minutes talking about cats. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to factor that in. That's free time. You know, it's, it, right. Nobody's regretting listening to Wally eat cats. No, exactly. And right. the offer does still st- still stand, like we said earlier. Take a picture with the stuffed cat and Wally. Yep. We'll even put you up on the website. You can come yep. on the podcast at the whole shebang. That's right, LeBeau. We do have the website. Be sure yep. to check that out yep. as well. Uh, Matt LeBeau worked very hard on that. And it uh, looks good. It looks Thank good. You. There's a lot of content that's going to be posted on yeah, there. It's, so it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. Good. Yeah. Man, I am. Uh, I'm jacked up for Thursday. I Hopefully. am horny for baseball. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you can't see it right now, but Jack's pitching a tent, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you can't see it in general. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think yeah, it's this, that's a good place to end. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, right. congrats, Santi. Yes. Yeah. I'm in the corner.